Ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys, may I have your attention, please? Are you ready to engage in a mind-blowing experience and hear talks about life, technology, entertainment, and business? The next episode of Hip to Talks starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, go. Hi everyone, Zoltan here from Hip to Talks. We're back again this week, and this week it's all about artificial intelligence. We are going to talk about an excellent and an amazing company and not just about the other artificial intelligence hype that's going on all around the web. So I have with me today Itamar Falcon, uh, CEO and co-founder at Coho AI. Hi, Itamar. Hi, nice to meet you. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, it's nice to have you here. So tell us a bit about your background and what led you to create Coho AI. Sure. Um, so my name is Itamar, uh, born and raised in uh, Israel. Uh, I started my career actually in the Israeli army in the intelligence unit. Um, after that, I uh, learned computer science where I actually met my co-founder and CTO, Michael, um, participated in APM program, which is a program for uh, young uh, product managers, both in Google and Microsoft. Uh, before I left micro Microsoft to start Coho together with Michael and Ariel Maislos. All right. So I guess the Israeli mandatory military stages does have its advantages. Well, I think uh, every every Israeli would tell you that we were uh, we were uh, uh, <laughs> we would want enough to do something else uh, for three years. Um, but, uh, without doubt, it was a very meaningful time for me and, uh, I gained a lot from that. All right. So, uh, let's talk about Coho and, and, and could you please explain what is the company's core product and sure. what are the services which is offering and maybe what does it do and who is it for? Of course. So in a nutshell, I think SaaS companies in general are in a, or software companies in general are in a very unique position where they can actually measure what uh, how much value their customers are getting from the product. And if you think about it, it's pretty unique. And there is tremendous amount of data uh, in software companies in, in general that is being aggregated by different go-to-market teams. Uh, and there is so much data points on a customer, but unfortunately, even though that there is so much data, a lot of it is not being utilized. So basically what Coho does is aggregating all of this information on every single customer that a company, a software company has in order to really understand how much value they're getting from the company as a proxy to how they will behave or what is their willingness to progress within the company. Um, and this is what code does. So basically, we're aggregating this information and we're generating real-time insights to go-to-market teams so they can act on specific customers to the right way and move them forward in their customer journey. All right. So, And, and how does uh, Coho AI differ, differ, differentiate from uh, what's already out there? It's Are there any other companies doing this or... So I think the the main competitor uh, for what we're building is internal teams trying to basically create those aggregation. And I'm sure every single uh, uh, listener 
is is familiar with like this internal team, internal BI team that tries to collect this information and has tremendous amount of of requests from different go to market sites to really try to generate insights that can move the needle for every customer. Um, so we basically replace this this heavy lifting that every company needs to reinvent the wheel and try to do it themselves. And we're building basically a platform. I think it's very similar to uh, before Salesforce, every company built their own CRM in Oracle DB. Um, yeah. So I think we're in a very similar place uh, regarding customer journey understanding. All right. So basically, you are also uh, helping uh, companies optimize their costs with uh, with staff because they do not need that. So of course, I would say that our main goal is not necessarily to reduce staff. Yeah. Obviously, it's a proxy. We are very aimed to just generate more revenue. Uh, but of course, it, it's more around how you can focus your internal teams on your dedicated insights that are super relevant to your use case instead of just handling the most generic or or out of the box areas that you can you can get from from other tools such as Coho. Oh yeah, so most probably some of them are collecting this data in Excel sheets and stuff like that. Exactly. So, yeah. and, exactly. and what's your target audience at Coho AI and, and why do you need what why do these companies need your product? So our go-to, uh, our uh, target audience is obviously the revenue team, the CRO organization, customer success, and sales. And they really need our product because they have tremendous amount of customers that they need to handle. And it's very, very important that they will focus on every single moment on the right customer in the right time so they can actually maximize the potential of that customer. So this is why they need Coho. All right, so I guess there are a lot of companies out there who need you guys, and uh, and and I saw the, some news that you guys recently announced a funding round, and and could you tell us more about the experience of of raising funds and introducing new startups to the world, especially during this these uh, recession times? Yes, of course, it was a uh, I think. Uh, for our perspective, uh, fundraise is never a goal; is just a mean to an end. Um, uh, and obviously, we raised a significant amount of money, and and it's very, it's very humble. I'm I'm very humble that that significant VCs and or investors are trusting us. Uh, the experience was was um, very challenging, very interesting. Um, at the end of the day, it's all around relationship, I must say. Uh, and for us, it was very, very important to find partners that can take the long ride with us um and be partners and not just money uh and it's not necessarily smart money it's just like good partners that we can we can really work with and understand what we're trying to do and can really um help us build this an amazing company all right so you guys have also you also have many products and and i, I also want to ask you about maybe could you explain what a uh, product led growth and uh, why do you think it's important in the SaaS industry? I think so. Uh, certainly. So product-like growth is 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 uh, initiative that basically SaaS companies are really putting the product as the forefront of their growth uh, uh, initiatives. And there are many many literature around what product-led growth is. But from co perspective. Product-led growth is how you basically using the product as your main focal point for your growth from how you're allowing your customers to really gain enough value and you're 
from the product and you're not relying only on schmoozing your customer your way into a customer but also how you're leveraging the product to create a much smoother customer journey not necessarily from landing new, only new customers but also expanding the existing ones so what coho does is really help products or companies with product-led growth really take that initiative to the next level because our data platform and our platform in general can really help companies push customers uh, in that journey. All right. So I guess I had to rephrase this question because I'm just noticing that I I, I did uh, uh, an incorrect spelling of this question, but no worries about that. You, you handled it very nicely. So uh, what are the implications for marketing growth and sales teams uh, not being able to pull the data in the, independently or not having a single source of truth for data? It's a great question. And I think it's very connected to my first point around utilization. There is so much data that sales team have no idea or, or marketing growth teams have no idea that it's even existing and they don't have even the access to it. So if we're thinking about a sales call, there are two types of sales call, right? One, that you're trying to discover the pain points during the call. And there is another one that you have enough intelligence that you can leverage in order to tweak the conversation to the right point. Because in most companies, in most, uh, there are different value streams to that, that motion. And you want to find the right value stream to your audience. So you're not blubbering or talking about stuff that doesn't have any sense to the, your customer. So by leveraging those enormous amount of data, you can get actionable insights and intelligence that can tweak you to the right audience in the right messaging. Uh, this is what, again, Coho is really bringing to those, those teams. All right. So basically, you already have the information when you make a, a, a cold call uh, and you can easily sell something. Exactly. Right. So what can we expect to see from Coho AI in the future? It's an amazing question. So obviously, we're constantly tweaking and, tu and tuning our models um, based on an enormous amount of data that we're get getting from our customers. So you'd see a much, much advanced use cases and a much advanced um, uh, models that can really push uh, our clients to the next level. Um, we're expanding to new use cases, new teams. We're focusing more around marketing as well, not only CS and sales as our current offering um, and product as well, growth managers as well. So there is many initiatives around um, um, uh, product uh, around the product. And we're trying to basically create the community and bring a lot of learnings that we're having from our customers and bring it to the community as well. Uh, so we're building that as well. And hopefully other customers of, or potential customers can leverage that learnings for their implications as well. All right. Are there any specific industries you guys are working in, or so we're currently very focused around SaaS B two B in the uh, uh, industry. We are expanding to uh, to B two C as well, and in the future, uh, we are uh, targeting also gaming industry um, and so on. Uh, well, that makes sense because they also have a lot of data entry. And all right, so let, we must talk about this current battle that's going on between. Uh, Microsoft and Google, and uh, it seems that Microsoft it's it's winning. But let's hope that it's not that case because I'm not a big fan of Microsoft. But you heard it, you heard it here first. But 
What is your take on the, the current battle, the AI battle between Microsoft and, and Google? I must say, I think it's a fascinating battle from totally different perspectives. So you have the technical battle, right? Whose model is, is better? Which product is better? Uh, how they're learning? What mistakes they had? And you have the business battle, battle right? I think Google is yeah. so dominant in the search industry. And, and finally, like... I think it's the first time in 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 so many years that we have some doubts about like this monopoly, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's very very interesting from a business perspective of how Google reacted. I'm sure that Google have developed or had a a, a comeback for some time now and and I wonder like why it took them a little bit longer for to to execute it. Maybe there was a business case as well that they tried to postpone. There is so many elements here that that it's it's fascinating to um uh to track yeah it's very interesting times we're living in because sergey brin resurfaced now with for google and started also working on it and, and it was very crazy with their press release and everything with bard and they screw it up and ah. <laughs> i think the like i think from from uh elon musk announcements with tesla you see that that initiatives or or demos are not going very well these days in general um again i think i think it's it's fascinating and i wonder what will happen in a few years yeah. i still think that google in, is in such a deep connection to the industry and there are so many layers that uh, are 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 being intertwined with Google that I don't really see a threat, uh, concrete threat yet. Um, however, I think there are so many industries that will be impacted on, right? Yeah. Uh, SEOs and marketing would be completely changed in a few years. And I think the industry itself is not really understanding the full the full uh, revolution that uh, those chats are bringing to the table. Yeah, exactly. And let's talk about ChatGPT because I want to ask you, how will ChatGPT affect the startup innovation part? And do you think that it will speed it up or do, do you think that it will terminate it? I think in general, every time a new and amazing technology is being um, introduced, it's actually boosting the industry in general. You see much yeah. more initiatives after that. You see many startups that are coming because of that or or piggybacking on that product um so i think in general it would do only good for the industry i think as as in many cases the industry should adapt um and i think the adoption rate is happening very very fast so i don't see any any threat but as we just mentioned i think there are a lot of industries that will be impacted um, and it's it will be interesting to see how they can adapt to the new world. I think it's a little bit too much immature product even. I think they're still in yeah. beta, you know, but yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I don't think everybody can really understand exactly how it will land, but different industries definitely would be impacted. And uh, I'm sure, it, you know, few uh, CEOs such as myself in different industries are, are having trouble sleeping at night and they need to really think about their structure because it will change. I don't know exactly how, but different industries would be impacted. But I think in that general perspective, we'll just bring more more innovation to the table. All right. I've seen some memes out there from Scooby-Doo where they lift the head of the, uh, the the ghost and they say it's a new AI project. Basically, it's plugged into G Chat GPT. So, yeah, so it's, 
it's so crazy that people will rely some some of them will rely on chat gpt api sure. and, and i'm sure i the, think i think in general we, you would see that ai models for different industries are becoming more commodity based uh, so yeah. if you think about co is 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 what we're doing for gtm teams right uh and and chat gpt is doing it for the general population in different use cases so i think i think this is actually like i think it's on, it's only an example to a much deeper understand uh deeper uh initiatives that ai is becoming much more um it's it's a fulfillment of the actual promise that we've discussed yep. for many years now we're seeing it now in practice and i think it will just grow more and more and more yeah getting to the general public all right so we would like to also add something to that we maybe haven't touched based on um no uh, of course if anyone has uh, interest in coho please visit our website and uh, shoot out some uh, notes and we'll have to discuss and uh, thank you for having me it was a great conversation and uh, thank you thank you itamar and thank you everyone for joining us today make sure to subscribe to our channels to be notified about the new episodes and you can find itamar on linkedin most probably or just go visit their website Thank you for your time, Itamar. Hope you have a great one. Thank you. You too. Thank you for joining. Be sure to check back next week for the next Hip to Talks and subscribe on Amazon Music, Overcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, MixCloud, and Pandora.